I'm Miyuki. I'm Nadia. And, and this, this is, is the Chocolate Chocolate, Chocolate, Chocolate Podcast. Podcast. Today we'll go through the process of how chocolate is made. There are a lot of different steps that go into making the world's favorite tasty treat. Sounds exciting. Let's get into it. So the process of creating chocolate starts with harvesting cocoa beans. It comes in the form of pods that are only collected when fully ripe. But you know, I was thinking, Nadia, does the chocolate industry have an impact on the environment? Yeah, actually. The harvesting process actually results in a lot of deforestation. A lot of forests are destroyed to plant more cocoa trees to feed the industry. And two-thirds of cocoa beans are produced in West Africa, in a small space in West Africa. So there's only a limited number of space to plant the trees. That's concerning. Yeah, because deforestation leads to climate change. So thermal energy from the sun always enters the atmosphere. The earth usually then absorbs the thermal energy and re-emits it, and usually only a bit would be trapped in the atmosphere. But there are certain gases called greenhouse gases that trap more of the thermal energy in the atmosphere, raising the overall temperature of the planet. Oh no! I recall learning about greenhouse gases, like carbon dioxide, right? Trees breathe in carbon dioxide and breathe out oxygen. So when more trees are taken out, less carbon dioxide is absorbed and more goes into the atmosphere. There is an overabundance of CO2 and it sounds like the chocolate industry's deforestation is definitely contributing. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, it's currently part of the harvesting process, but that doesn't necessarily always have to be the case. Right. So once the pods are harvested, the the real process of actually making the chocolate begins. Yay. Raw cocoa beans can actually taste really bitter. So the beans are put through a fermentation process to change the taste. So how does that work? I didn't realize that beans could be fermented. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. There is yeast and bacteria naturally present in the cocoa beans, so all that needs to be done to ferment the beans is to leave them out in the heat and moisture. They're left out for about seven days, and once the time is up, the bitter taste should mostly be gone. Then the beans can be roasted. I've heard about the roasting process before, and I think it's the last step before being able to get the cocoa flavor we all know. Exactly. Then we get to processing. I think it starts with taking the roasted bean, removing the hull, then extracting the inner nib. That's the start of the process, actually. The nibs that are extracted are turned into a fine powder that contains cocoa butter and cocoa solids. I remember this now. While the nibs are ground to become powder, the cocoa bean is liquefied due to the friction causing heat. And then the product is called cocoa liquor. How interesting. The cocoa liquor is poured into block molds and cooled down. The blocks are known as baker's chocolate, which is totally unsweetened. We're so close to the final product. Aside from the baker's chocolate, the cocoa liquor can also be separated into cocoa butter or powder. And by cocoa powder, we don't mean the instant chocolate mix, right? I wish we did. Definitely <laughs> not our regular chocolate mix powder. Unsweetened cocoa powder comes straight from, co- from the cocoa. Now, something that's really interesting about cocoa powder is that its flavor varies based on its acidity. Who knew, right? <laughs> so you've probably heard of the Dutch processed cocoa powder, all that is alkalized cocoa powder it's a lot more basic on the ph scale than natural cocoa powder natural cocoa powder meanwhile has a ph between 5.3 and 5.8 usually but alkalized cocoa powder has a ph more in the range between 6.8 and 8.1 that's really interesting that that's the difference between dutch processed and natural i've had both and could always taste a difference but never put it together that it's because of acidity definitely natural cocoa powder looks different It's much lighter in color. It also has a really strong chocolate flavor, whereas the alkalized cocoa powder's chocolate taste is a little bit milder. Exactly. There's definitely a difference in some of the properties. 
I know I prefer a stronger chocolate taste, so I will opt for the more acidic choice. But for any listeners who prefer the taste a bit milder, you'll want to reach for the more basic choice when you're shopping. Absolutely. So once the cocoa liquor is extracted and everything, it's time for the blending process. There are truly so many cocoa products that can be made. Blending is really the last step in the process to make all the chocolates we probably have somewhere around us. They're everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) true. Uh, This is where the cocoa liquor and extra cocoa butter are combined with other ingredients to make chocolate. The ratio between milk and sugar to cocoa is what creates the variety of milk or dark chocolate. What's interesting about this is that dark chocolate contains the highest amount of cocoa solids at about 35%, and it contains theobromine. Wait, really? Theobromine like the natural cough medicine in dark chocolate? Yep, strange, right? I mean, also a great thing. If people (laughs) have the right amount of chocolate, it can taste good. But having too much of it, as we all probably know, can make people feel nauseous. Which is why it's good to only take small amounts of chocolate a day. Right. But then milk chocolate contains only 20 to 30% of cocoa solids. They also contain vanillin, which enhances its flavor by adding a slight sour flavor to the oh. taste of, cho- of the chocolate. Sour chocolate? No wonder milk chocolate and dark chocolate taste so different. Yep. Nadia, very important question. <laughs> What's your favorite chocolate flavor? Oh, I think I have to go with dark chocolate. Mine too. It's actually superior. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's crazy just how popular all the different kinds of chocolate are. And it's everywhere, you know? You just reach on the supermarket shelves and it's right there. Yeah, so I think it's easy to forget just how much work goes into making chocolate. But there are so many different steps and variables, and they're all vital to putting out the delicious product we find on the shelves. I'm so glad that we had this chat. I definitely will not take chocolate for granted again. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for tuning in to the Chocolate 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 Podcast. Podcast.